The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazarowski. Another carbon monoxide scare at the Holiday Twin Rinks in Cheektowaga has raised some concern on the safety level across all rinks in western New York. WBEN's Max Ferry tells us how those who go to the rink every day have reacted. Following another evacuation last week of the Holiday Twin Rinks in Cheektowaga over another carbon monoxide scare, have hockey parents and coaches concerned with the colorless and odorless gas leaking into other facilities. And although the Holiday Rinks are back open after the rink recently fixed their equipment, Jason Gunther, a hockey coach at Nichols School, has heard the concerns from the parents. I don't think people realize it's such a big issue, not just with Holiday and Leisure, not saying they've done anything that other rinks haven't done. I just feel like we got to fix this from a county or a state standpoint. It can't just be, you know, hey, you broke the rules here. We got to fix this because who knows how many other rinks out there are having failing systems and they don't know or they're just they're not the checks and balances in place that I think should be at this point. Many of our local ice rinks have already made the switch to electric equipment like Cornerstone Arena in Lockport and the Northtown Center's ice rinks in Amherst. We use electric ice resurfacers, battery operated ice resurfacers, and also battery operated edgers in the facility. So no emissions inside of the facility at all with the equipment that we use. We also have modules and controls on our dehumidification systems that if they were to sense high levels of carbon monoxide or nitrogen dioxide, then they would bring in 100% outside makeup air to clear the facility. Northtown Center GM Eric Guzdek. The holiday rinks themselves have ordered two new electronic ice resurfacers. They're just waiting on delivery. In addition, State Assemblywoman Monica Wallace is looking to pass a bill that will put better protocols in place for checking carbon monoxide in ice rinks specifically. You can hear all the details at WBEN.com. Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. All right, Max, thank you for the update there. Well, how about this? A small plane made an emergency landing near the Buffalo Airport yesterday after a door fell off the aircraft while it was in the air. The NFTA said a small, non-commercial plane was able to land safely at the Signature Aviation Terminal at the airport after it lost its left rear passenger door. This all happened at about 5.30 last night. Now, Chictawaga police said the door still MIA. They were looking for it last night. Nothing to be found. No injuries or property damage reported, though. The plane was a single-engine Diamond DA-40. We'll hopefully get an update for you on exactly what happened at some point throughout the day and if That's you see crazy. a door text us 8030930 yeah. on Do you our think, text board would it be intact i would think yeah i mean you know it falls off maybe dented but still intact. easier to find than the bolts they were looking for the other week right um so yeah that door <laughs> I guess how it did this happen could be right. anywhere around the airport but uh, just kind of crazy uh, crazy to think about last night Absolutely. Uh, Flight attendants, speaking of flying, will be on the picket line today at more than 30 airports across the U.S., U.K., and Guam in what's being called a day of action. Unions representing more than 100,000 flight attendants from airlines including American, Alaska, Frontier Southwest, and United are demanding better pay, retirement benefits, and more flexible schedules. 
Two-thirds of flight attendants are currently in contract negotiations. In a joint statement, they're vowing to fight corporate greed, saying our time on the job must be compensated. We need flexibility and control of our lives. Legacy sexism that traditionally devalued our jobs must be stamped out and replaced with the true value of our work. That's Lionel Moyes reporting. A special election set to be held April 30th to fill the congressional seat that was vacated by Brian Higgins. Governor Kathy Hochul made the announcement on Monday. State Senator Tim Kennedy has already received the endorsement of the Erie County Democratic Committee. Republicans have not said who they'll endorse. Former congressional candidate Nate McMurray said he still plans to run for the seat, which represents areas including Buffalo, Niagara Falls, Amherst, and the Tonawandas when it's up for re-election in November. Higgins left to become president at Shays. His last day in Congress was February 2nd. A CBS News poll suggests that ahead of South Carolina's Republican primary, former President Trump holds a 35-point advantage over the state's former governor, Nikki Haley. Despite his lead, Haley's going on the offensive. She called Trump unhinged for mocking her husband, Michael, an officer in the National Guard. Where is he? He's gone. You're going to mock my husband who's deployed 8,000 miles away? What does that say about someone who wants to be commander in chief? Because as a military spouse, it makes me worry about Michael's safety. As someone who was in national security, it makes me worry about the future for our kids with him starting a war. That is Caitlin Huey Burns reporting. It's 5.07 now on WBEN. President Biden trying something new to get Gen Z's vote. President Biden's on TikTok. Chiefs or Niners? Two great quarterbacks. Hard to decide. His handle is Biden HQ, and he's only posted a few videos so far. One of them Super Bowl themed. Another focuses on GOP rival Donald Trump. I'm the one that got rid of Roe v. Wade. But the move is surprising because the app's currently banned on most U.S. government devices over security concerns that it could share data with China. The Biden camp says it joined to attract younger voters in November. Trump or Biden? Are you kidding? <laughs> Biden. Monica Ricks, CBS News. I mean, imagine asking the president who you want in the Super Bowl. I mean, you're just going to yeah. get the lamest response ever. Right. Oh, you know, both teams are great. <laughs> okay. Is that is that how decision-making goes? <laughs> I mean, right. why even ask right. the question when you're uh, trying to please everybody, right? Well, anyway, interesting that the, the administration is so against TikTok, but now they're on it. Right, yeah. Well, in Niagara Falls, they're getting ready to welcome the world for April's solar eclipse. WBEN's Tom Puckett has more on the locations that they're highlighting. Destination Niagara's Sarah Harvey says Niagara Falls State Park will be a popular place to view the eclipse. Within Niagara Falls State Park, um, Terrapin Point is the closest to the Horseshoe Falls, so we expect that to be probably the most popular. And what's nice is it's, you know, really close to the bathroom and the top of the falls restaurant so people have access to facilities and food and things like that. Harvey says there's a chance you could see the eclipse from the water. There's a hope that potentially even the Maid of the Mist will be open at that time but certainly that's weather dependent and the Cave of the Winds will plan to be open as well so there's some unique and exciting vantage points. Harvey says Old Fort Niagara and Becker Farms are also some popular vantage points. Traffic can be kind of a headache so plan to spend the entire day in the destination while the eclipse 
won't reach totality until 3.18, I believe it's that afternoon. Maybe plan on getting here in the morning, bringing some snacks, and getting your parking spot early because it will be very busy. Hear advice from Harvey about how to plan if you want to go to Niagara Falls online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. And how about this? A Super Bowl ad sellout. Those tracksuits Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and Tom Brady wore in their Super Bowl commercial. Here comes the Boston Massacre! The Dunkin'! Are sold out. Duncan says it only took 19 minutes for the bright orange and hot pink and white trimmed get-ups to be snapped up online. Matching pink bucket hats also gone. Duncan says it's looking to restock all the merch to meet demand. For now, you can still sip on Dunking's iced coffee. Presumably what J-Lo had in her big crystal encrusted drink cup in the big game ad. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. I could see those track suits going really quickly. Right. They're super ugly. Yeah, I, right. I, I mean, I've seen people wear worse. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they're, that's a pretty ugly uh, tracksuit to be walking around in. And th- that's coming from a tracksuit person. I, I, I could I could actually see you and Joe in those tracksuits. I could. Well, geez. That's, <laughs> you could see me and Joe in the same outfit. I don't know. I, I got to start rethinking my uh, yeah, wardrobe here. I mean, I know. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, mostly cloudy with some scattered snow showers this afternoon. Temperatures will be in the mid-30s. Now, tonight, that snow will come to an end. It's going to be chilly. Overnight lows in the low 20s. Valentine's Day, partly sunny with highs near 30. Some rain and snow returning on Thursday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Joining us on the Trocare College Live Line, it's Marga McMahon, who's with Missouri's Bakery, talking about, well, Punchki Day here in western New York. Hey, Marga, thanks so much for being out with us this morning. I'm sure it's a busy one for you. Just how many of these things are you making today? Sure. So we had about 200 dozen punchki on order, and we made about, well, currently making about 300 dozen more for our walk-in customers. Is this like the biggest day of the year for you guys? You know what? It comes close. If it's not today, then it's going to be Good Friday or Holy Saturday. And that's probably just because we get, you know, excessive traffic with the Broadway market. You get all the foot traffic, but when you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of dozens, I mean, and you look at these things, it's not a small uh, treat. I mean, just how many is the average person ordering? Yeah, it honestly varies. I mean, we've had some orders that were 13 dozen, and then we've got some people walking in, and they just want one for themselves. So it's pretty varied today. Wow. Is this like a a buffalo thing? Do you know anything about it? Someone asked me that, and I honestly don't know. My understanding is that this is the Polish tradition of getting rid of all of the fats and sugars in your house before the Lenten season. So that's why we make this enriched dough donut with all of that extra butter and extra sugar, um, you know, in preparation so people can have this last treat before Ash Wednesday tomorrow. I mean, it makes sense when you look at the punchki, right, that it is the result of somebody saying, hey, look, Lent's coming up. Get rid of all the all the flour, all the butter we got, all the fat, the prune extracts, the jam, the everything's got to go. Throw it in a ball, fry it up, and we'll eat it. <laughs> Absolutely, but I will say we'll make these special order whenever anybody calls for them. So you can still have them during Lent. We just won't tell anybody. Okay, so it's not just a once a day thing. You know, they get all the publicity right now, but do people really go for the punchkis year round? 
I wouldn't say year round. No, I think people really appreciate tradition, especially in Buffalo. And so that's why they come out today specifically, whether it's for their punch key or their fashionats or, you know, we're doing king cakes too. So there's lots of different traditional items that they want to celebrate with their families. Oh, okay. It sounds great. It seems like there's a couple of important questions today when it comes to punch keys, right? Powdered or glaze, cream or jelly. Is that right? Sure. So that is correct. Missourics only does it one way, though. We have a traditional black raspberry filling that the Missourics have used for years and years, and we put a rum glaze on ours. We do have a couple people that ask us just for some fried off shells so they can take them home and make them with their family how they like them. But if you're coming to eat one in store, it's definitely black raspberry and a rum glaze. Oh, wow. I never thought about that, just having the shell and then kind of make it your own. That's definitely a different way of doing it. I, I mean, this is... Especially for around that area, you kind of mentioned it there uh, with the Broadway market. It's the kickoff to, you know, a a busy time of year, right? I mean, what does this season look like for you? Yeah, absolutely. So we're actually even at the Broadway market this morning just selling punch key and king cake. And then we'll be back there for their sneak preview weekend, which is March 9th and 10th. And then we'll be there for the full Easter season. So it's basically like having two storefronts and you've got to have the same product in both areas. You know, people call it Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday, Punchki Day in some uh, circles. And you mentioned this king cake, which I'm not super familiar with. Is that more of on the Mardi Gras side of things? What what exactly is the king cake? Yeah, it's definitely connected more to Mardi Gras. It's a New Orleans tradition, from my understanding, brought over probably from the French. But how we do it is we make a sweet dough. And we fill that with different kinds of cream cheese frosting, whether it's cinnamon, strawberry, um, almond. We've done a Billsbury one as of recent. Um, And then we ice it and we put the Mardi Gras sprinkles on top. Everyone comes with Mardi Gras beads. And then there's actually a little plastic baby hidden in the cake. And whoever gets the slice with the baby, they're supposed to have prosperity and luck for the next year, which locks them into buying next year's king cake. Oh, wow. So you bake it in, the baby. No, so you bake it, but then we cut... We'll cut like a hole for it, um, and we'll stuff it in after the fact. Ah, I see. Okay. And this is that, it's kind of purple and green, right? It's a ring? Yes. Yep. So it's a it's a ring just like that. And then once we ice it, we use the purple, yellow, and green sprinkles on top. Right. You know what, Margaret? I'm wondering, what time do you get up in the morning to start making all of this? <laughs> That's a great question. Thank you for asking. I've been here since 10 last night. Um, a lot of us were here yesterday just kind of doing basic prep, getting our boxes ready, setting up the store, etc. But um, the strong majority of us have been here since 10, and we plan to be here until 4. Oof. I mean, that is, yeah. uh, that's a day and a half, literally, right? I mean, that is absolutely incredible. And it's one of those things, you know, we were talking to the pizza places ahead of uh, this past Sunday. I mean... You know it's on the calendar. You could see it coming. But really, there's only so much prep work you can do before because it has to be fresh. Right. Absolutely. And honestly, there is nothing like a punch key that has come right out of the fryer and it was just glazed and filled. Those are the best punch key to get. So the last thing we want to do is start making them too early. Oh, my goodness. Okay. What are customers saying this morning as they're picking these up? You know what? I think everybody's just happy that they have called ahead. Um, You know, people are coming in and they get through the door quicker when they come and get them. But um, what we hear the most of is, you know, just thanks for still doing the same traditions that we used to do. Um, Some people are looking for fashionats or the punch key. So it really depends on kind of their preference. But um, I think they're just happy to celebrate in the tradition and we appreciate them coming in. 
Oh, great tradition to have here around Western New York, and uh, one that you always. Do. I mean, what is the next big thing that you're getting ready for? So after Punchki Day, it's Lent, and I don't know. Like, is that is there a certain bread or, or something like that during Lent that's super popular before Easter Sunday, and then when we get a little bit closer to Easter, what are you preparing for then? Yeah, that's actually a great question. So, you know, of course, we, we can't plan the calendar, but even just having Valentine's Day tomorrow, you know, we've been trying to also prep for that and make sure that we have some, like, heart-shaped treats and different cakes and things like that. But I would say the next big holiday for us is actually St. Patrick's Day, just because Missouri is so well-known for their rye bread. So we do get a lot of orders for rye bread so people can make their Rubens or have their corned beef. Um, as far as, like, an Easter bread during Lent, we sell a ton of Plotsack, which is a Polish coffee cake. We usually put raisins in it, and it has a crumb topping on it. Um, and then we'll start to get ready for, you know, some of the other Easter favorites for, like, that Holy Week. You know, what is it about rye bread that, I mean, I never eat rye. I mean, 360 days can go by in a year. But those four days where I have corned beef, I always have to have rye bread with it. I, is that like a mental thing or what is it? Why does it taste so much better? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I, I love rye bread. It's probably my favorite choice. You know, if I'm getting toast out at a restaurant, I am getting rye bread. Mm. Um, and also, like, for us at Missouri's, we do a lightly seeded version. And then on Fridays and Saturdays, we do a New Yorker rye, which has, like, a sourdough base with extra caraway seeds. And, I mean, that, that might change your outlook. You might want to have rye every week. Oh, rye toast is the best. You're right. Where are you located? You mentioned that you're at your location and you're at the Broadway Market, but where's your, your regular location? Yeah, so our regular location is in the Old First Ward. We're right on South Park Avenue near Hamburg Street, um, across from Carbones, if you're familiar with that. And then, yeah, we are at the Broadway Market today. Uh, they opened at 7 over there, so they've got punch key and king cakes there as well. Lots of stuff going on, and I know you're busy, so thanks for taking out the time. That's Marga McMahon, Missouri's Bakery. You can check out their punch keys. Joining us live on the Trocare College Live Line. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.